hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. Pastor Joseph, glad to be with you and delighted to have the Sanders family here, at least uh, half of the Sanders family, uh, for Stephen and Therese Sanders, uh, church members, uh, fellow adoptive parents. You'll get to hear a lot more about their journey and all of these things. Uh, but delighted to have y'all here on the podcast to talk about family and Christmas. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Well, as we do every time in the Advent podcast, anytime, we're sort of uh, doing some introductions to who these folks are, how they got here to our church in this community, and a little bit about themselves. So, um, yeah, which one of you would like to go first in introducing yourself a little bit for our listeners and watchers? I'm Stephen. Uh, I'm originally from a very small town in western Kentucky. Uh, I've been in Atlanta for 20 plus years, and we've been married since... 2013. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Therese Sanders. Um, I'm originally from St. Louis, uh, came to Atlanta to go to Emory, and then I stayed. And um, I've been uh, working in entertainment um, since then. And, you know, we joined the church. I I can never remember if it was 2015 or 2016. We attended for a couple of years before yeah. we actually became members. Yeah, we've um, started, you know, coming here when it's just the two of us. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot has changed since then. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's how things work. Uh, I used to joke in working with young adults and college students, people start partnering up and then there's kids and all the things and job stuff changes. Uh, we age and grow and learn and our families expand in sort of different ways. Um, one of the things I love about our church here at Oak Grove is, again, our values are, you know, working on our inclusivity and helping people connect with each other, growing in their faith and living out their faith in the world. And a big thing that I see that I love about our church here is all the intergenerational ministry things that we have. Um, and so I'd love to hear a little bit about sort of your experience with some of that in the church, uh, sort of things you're involved in here maybe would help people uh, sort of understand a little bit where they might see you and find you on a Sunday morning or on a Wednesday night, that sort of thing. So tell us some about what y'all do here at the church and what you love about Oak Grove. So we started out I think even before we joined the church, we did disciple. And um, and so, you know, that was a real mix of people, right? Mm -hmm. and it's a 34-week class over the course of a year where you go through the entire Hebrew Bible and New Testament and, and a cohort group. And those classes start up every fall. So if you're interested in that, hang on, and we'll get back into some disciple classes in the fall. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really enjoyed it because I grew up Catholic. And so even though I went to Catholic school for kindergarten through high school, you know, I just, I hadn't really studied the Bible. And sure. so it was, it was kind of a great overview for me. So especially if you're kind of new to the Methodist church or have been away for a while, it's, it's kind of a good way to get back into that. And then we also, we joined a covenant group mm -hmm. after we had joined the church, but I've been in the choir. And so that keeps me busy on Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings and other times, especially during the holidays. We come to midweek um, with the kids and um, they go now to each of their choirs. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Stephen's been able to go to a lot of the lectures. and Yeah, those um, have really been interesting. Uh, Pastor Beth, Pastor Amy, uh, different topics, just kind of chatting, really uh, not like... A, a lecture so much is more like the kind of conversation you would have at a, at a dinner party, you know, like, well, what do you think about this? And, and it's uh, really enlightening and um, uh, not the kind of conversations I've ever had with pastors before really kind of laid back. And um, I think this, what do you think about that? That kind of thing. So um, really, really enjoy them. That's wonderful. Yeah. 
I know you've mentioned uh, the kids, and we'll get into some more of that. Again, I've got two kids. Y'all have got two kids. We've experienced life in some similar ways. Um, and I love seeing y'all at Wednesday Night Dinner. Wednesday Night Dinner here at Oak Grove, uh, once we start back in the spring semester, we'll start back with dinners. Uh, and we have a delightful chef, Chef Allison, who makes great food uh, that I don't have to cook or clean. Um, and so that's a huge benefit. But then also there's programs and choirs for children and for adults and Bible studies and all sorts of things uh, during the week. There's also a 5 p.m. midweek worship service uh, that happens throughout the year anytime, even if there's not dinner that night. So a really neat thing um, and super helpful for folks in the neighborhood and especially for those of us with kids and trying to get here after work and make dinner work together. Great to think uh, on Wednesday afternoon, oh, great, I don't have to cook tonight, don't have to clean. <laughs> I, I don't always make it. Traffic is not always my friend, but, you know, I, I usually get to, to, to see everybody and say yeah. hi, yeah. at least before whatever is the next activity is happening. So, <laughs> Yeah, during the pandemic, you all were both involved in the sort of outdoor drama production. During right. the pandemic, we were trying to figure out how to figure something out to get people to experience Holy Week safely. And yeah. so you all were both part of that multi-site uh, production all the way around the church that was something you experienced uh, in person. And also we filmed it uh, a couple of days before to get those experiences for people. Um, so yeah, I'm glad for y'all's work in the church and you're jumping in on whatever activities we're up to, as well as the music and other things y'all help do at the church. That's really neat. Well, it's great to hear about how you are involved in the life of the church here and the ways you find uh, belonging and meaning making, as well as some activities for you and for the kids. Uh, I, I know that uh, Christmas and Advent have all of the, the things wrapped up in them, um, all of our experiences previously and our experiences now, um, and then the ones we're going to have later in life. Uh, but I do want to hear a little bit about what makes Christmas Christmas for you and for your family. You know, there's a couple of traditions that... Um that I grew up with that we've, we've brought in somewhat a little bit, like we always had an Advent wreath. We always lit the candle. My mom, we would always do the candles every Sunday. I was a little late this year because of being sick and everything, but um, we got our candles out this past Sunday Mm -hmm. and, you know, Anthony was just very excited about the candles Mm -hmm. (laughs) this time. Um, And, uh, you know, listening to uh, Christmas music or watching programs Mm -hmm. like, my dad always, you know, Pavarotti singing, oh, you know, yeah. Come All You Faithful. and um, But uh, something that we did, even when we were dating, is, you know, we always went out and did one kind of Christmas event, whether mm-hmm. it was uh, we went to the Nutcracker or went to a mm-hmm. Christmas carol. And um, when the kids came to live with us, we, we always had kind of wanted to take kids to see a Christmas carol. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the first year we took Layla and we went with another family. And um, last year we did Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this year we did the Botanical Gardens lights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just trying to have something special each year mm-hmm. that we can, we can, you know, that and it's trying to find something we can all do together, right? Mm-hmm. Something that's age appropriate. One of the great things uh, when we went to the Botanical Gardens was that we went with my family that was all visiting for Thanksgiving, most of them anyway. And it was the first time we were able to get the, all the first cousins together. So my brother has two kids, my sister has a daughter and uh, you know, we were able to line them up height order, you know, from 25 to five and, uh, and get a picture. And it, it was just, you know, they, they'd hung out before they'd met before, but now they were all officially cousins. I always enjoyed going to a show at, at Christmas and, when it was just us, you know, it was a fun date night thing mm-hmm. to do. But now taking the kids, it's even more special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, music and family and all these things I hear sort of go together for you all. Uh, and for our church family, that's a huge part of the life of our church here. Are there some things that uh, that make Christmas or Advent Advent uh, for you all here at Oak Grove? Well, I mean, I I love the, you know, the Christmas concert every year. Um, and, uh, you know, I always did a little bit of singing, but like, I think I got most into it in college. And at Emory, they always have the Festival of Nine Lessons and Carols. And um, they kick off the same way with Once in Royal David City. So that's, you know, I was I was like texting with some of my college friends, like, guess what we're doing, you know, and, and, oh, I know that desk can't, and, you know, a little bit of that back and forth. Um, but uh, so I just, I just love that. And it's been a little different this year um, because Layla was a part of it. And that was really fun that we got to, you know, spend that time together that, mm-hmm. you know, she was a part of it. And I just, I was saying, I really look forward to us keep continuing to do this in a couple in a few years anthony hopefully we'll get to do it and uh you know it's just it's a great way to to kick off the holidays that's a neat thing and and the christmas concert we did stream the the sunday 6 p.m that was a couple of uh, days ago you can go find it on our youtube channel if you're interested in watching it and listening to it our team did a great job uh producing it and uh y'all were amazing uh amazing with bells choirs kids choirs uh, brass quintet. It was quite a production. And talk about intergenerational. I mean, you know, from third grade to, you know, I think almost 90 is well. I'm trying to think of a uh, long retired. Sure. sure. <laughs> In the concert, there's one song where all of the choirs sing. It's climb to the top of the highest mountain. Right. Yeah. And it's the last uh, anthem that all the choirs sing. And then there's it would close with a congregational song. But um, and we've done it at least a couple of years. And and I was always struck when, you know, it has this big swell and then just the children sing. And um, it's, they say, uh, you know, he will love the little children. He will hold them in his arms. It always struck me, right. It's just, uh, just thinking about like, especially like foster children and children in need. Right. And um, this year I just got chills hearing it because like my child was now in that group singing and it's just, it just took on a, just a new, I just had a new appreciation for it. And, and just, it was, I just loved it. <laughs> well, and that's a huge part of, of how our church does things, but also that's, that's neat to hear that that's such a meaningful thing from your experience at Emory with the nine lessons of carols and the once in Royal David city. Uh, uh, John Calden talked about that on the podcast a few uh, weeks back it's just really a beautiful thing for a lot of people. Yeah, I love the uh, the Christmas Eve service as, as well. It's it's something that I grew up with in my family, uh, going to uh, every year. And something about Christmas Eve at church, the lighting of the candles is so you know, Meaningful. so it really is. And um, doing that with two small you know, two children can be a little uh, you know a little more. Make it a little more interesting, but uh, it's still just, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I have memories of as, as a kid. Uh, I was in Boy Scouts, so I loved fire. I mean, this is normal, <laughs> right? <clears throat> it's normal, right? Uh, but but even still, like, there's something so powerful about that analog, mm-hmm. tangible, yes. I'm holding a piece of wax with a string in it mm-hmm. and try not to burn myself with it. I mean, th- there's something we still do this yeah. meaningful about it because it, it loops us back in traditions and years and years of people doing this. Right. 
all the way back. Um, in the early days of the church, uh, when they would have worship services, they would carry the light of Christ, the Phos Hilaron, out of the tomb uh, from which the stone was rolled away to have the worship services up above. And there's this ancient hymn of the Phos Hilaron, of the light coming forth. And I, you can see echoes of that even now in our traditions of lighting candles uh, for sacred occasions. But on Silent Night, when we sing that together and people are sharing that light of Christ, I wholeheartedly agree that's one of my favorite and most touching moments. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things that these experiences we have in church or in worship, especially on these high and holy seasons, it can change us and transform us in meaningful ways. I love you sharing about sort of your experience of, of knowing that one of your children was there singing those same words with you and it sort of caught you uh, at a moment. And part of the podcast today is about family and how that makes Christmas Christmas. And I know for your family and your journey, um, I'd love for you to share a little bit about sort of how you became the family you are, uh, but then also how uh, we'll come back to it on the back end of how Christmas is different now than it was a couple of years ago. But we'd love to hear some of that. Well, so... Um... You know, we've been married now 10 years, and we became foster parents in 2019. We had a long stretch of phone calls that didn't work out for placements. Hmm. And um, it was about this time um, in 2019 where we I was about to leave work, and I got a call for, this, you know, this child. And we said yes. And on my way home, I got the call saying, Eh, no, they've, you know, they've already found a placement and we're like, okay. And uh, so we're just kind of a little disappointed just that it had happened so many times. And then um, late that night, like 11 o'clock, we get a call from the same person. And I guess it's because we had said yes. So they knew we were open and uh, we got a call for twin toddlers and um, they had siblings and they had also called the Hardy family. Yeah, and that was a church family that was fostering as well. Um, yeah, the remarkable thing of having a, you know a couple of foster families here, that both of y'all got activated into sort of that same cohort is it's kind of wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we, it was there was kind of like a, like a lot of back and forth, but they said yes, and we said yes, and so we got these this, these placements like, and it was a whir- crazy whirlwind. Um, the, the toddlers actually ended up only staying with us for 36 hours. So it was, it was, um, it was an emotional roller coaster. It really was. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get hardly any sleep and we had to take them to the doctor. It was just, the doctor the next day. Yeah. Court the next morning. Um, it was, yeah. And, and so they ended up going back with their parent. Um, but the other kids stayed with the Hardys for like six months, I think. It was an emotional Christmas, right? Because you kind of thought, oh, I might, we might have some kids in our house. And then we didn't. We had a respite right before the pandemic. Um, and then we did, we provided respite care. And then we had a placement in 2020. But she actually went home right before Christmas. Right. She was with us about seven months and was reunified with her mom couple of days before christmas yeah yeah and we and and that was the plan and we knew it and Mm -hmm. it was it was the right thing to happen Mm -hmm. um but you know it was still kind of a strange feeling like okay you know but then in 2021 was our first christmas with the two children we were fostering who we've now adopted Mm -hmm. and um 
completely different experience, right? I mean, it's just, it's uh, just, <laughs> just that that Christmas morning excitement is off yes. the charts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's 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 no comparison uh, as a as a couple versus as yeah. I mean, four we uh, on Christmas morning. <laughs> we used to spend. A lot of our Christmases was traveling, right? Going to see family in St. Louis or in Mm -hmm. Kentucky. And then um, if it was just the two of us, like we would watch movies Mm -hmm. on Christmas Day, right? Because we had gone to church on Christmas Eve and we'd we'd just watch movies and hang out and Mm -hmm. pet the dogs. And, you know, so it's it's quite different now. (laughs) Well, and I I can identify with much of y'all's conversations about foster care and adoption uh, again, for all the all the things that you go through when you're adopting or fostering, uh, if you get a call and it might be a placement and then it doesn't work or it does work for a minute and then it doesn't, um, for for the fostering y'all did was through Wellroot Family Services, which is the United Methodist agency in, in Georgia that does uh, all this great work in foster care. Um, we're adoptive parents in our family uh, for our two girls, and we found our, our uh, birth mothers and birth families through Methodist Church Connections and Facebook and then uh, through the website we had built. But the number of calls you get that don't work out or that they don't get placed with you, those can be um, trying and challenging. And so for a lot of folks who are listening here, I know if you've got friends who are doing foster care or who are or adoptive parents, uh, just know, you probably already know this, that it's quite a journey. Um, and so I appreciate you sharing that part of things because it's you know often in our stories uh, of faith, we don't sugarcoat all the parts and pieces, right? If without the death of Jesus, there's no resurrection. Uh, in any story, anyone's life, um, all of the parts belong. Uh, the good, the bad, the suffering, the joy, um, all of that's there, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously we always wanted to keep the bigger picture in mind, right? I mean, we hate that we even had to get a call, right? But um, but it's, you know, you still have to also acknowledge that all of these emotions that you go through as you're getting the call and making the decisions and then, you know, and then it, if it doesn't happen or if it, you just don't know, there's so much uncertainty that you just have to go along for the yeah. ride. <laughs> so much that, that you can't control and, uh, uh, it can just take you on a roller coaster ride. Yeah. And I know that's challenging for any family or duo. Uh, my wife and I have talked about this a lot of years, being on the same page and figuring things out and communication, all that part of things. Uh, but also then now that there's the four of y'all, plus the dogs, how many dogs? Three. Three okay. dogs. Three dogs. <laughs> Bless y'all. <laughs> but also like, what a joy, what fun. Uh, the, the, the contrast and juxtaposition of one Christmas up against the next. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, uh, are things looking different or about the same with the energy levels for Christmas? I mean, I think there's, you know, lots of activity, lots of things going on, lots mm-hmm. of excitement. Um, our elf has returned. Oh, um, yeah. Rosie oh, uh, mm-hmm. is here. And um, we also uh, welcomed my mother to live with us this year. So she moved in with us in August and um, she was actually visiting at Christmas. So mm-hmm. she was here for Christmas last year, but only okay. for like a week. Sure. And um, so now, you know, she gets to be a part of all of this. She came to the concert. She doesn't, you know, go out and do a lot, but um, I really wanted her to come to that. And uh, yeah. yeah, the whole multi-generational thing <laughs> going on in our house. Yeah. <laughs> people ask me who's joining our church. And it's often people sort of in our demographic who are, in their careers, both working full time and have kids. 
and then it's the grandparents coming to move closer. <laughs> that's that's about 70% of the folks who are joining our church here because that's what's happening in our neighborhoods, but also what's happening in our lives. Uh, so the church being multi-generational, intergenerational in its very fabric and how we do things makes complete sense uh, for people to find their place both as uh, individuals and as family units in whatever shape or flavor families might become. It's really neat to see that that's now, now you're in one of those intergenerational families. Um, but that's beautiful. Um, and, and for all of our kids growing up with grandparents and aunts and uncles and those unofficial aunts and uncles that are not by blood or marriage, but by just choice, um, are a huge part of how we're able to accomplish all the things we do, uh, and how our kids have all the support they need. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, you know, and especially because, you know, we adopted, right? And so they, they they didn't grow up with our, my mother, right? So it's nice that they're all together, spend having this time together um, mm-hmm. to kind of make up for some of that, right? And mm-hmm. and also for my mom to have some time to get to know them because, you know, obviously we were talking, but she just, she had, she had come down a couple for like, she mm-hmm. came down for Halloween and came to trunk or treat and was part of our, um, our, our fairy tale. She was the, she was, I was red, little red riding hood. You were the big bad wolf. And, um, she was the, uh, woodsman. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) but it's just, it's just nice for them to, to have Mm -hmm. this opportunity to get, Mm -hmm. all get to know each other. And it teaches them to be helpful and to, uh, a little bit of restraint. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's good to, to see them interacting with her. Uh, uh, I know that someday they're going to look back and be so glad that they've had this experience. Were there things you're seeing, uh, Christmas differently through the eyes of your kids? Are there some things that you, again, the Sunday morning anticipation and excitement aside, uh, but are there things you're seeing, uh, from the Advent candles or from their perspective on Christmas music or that sort of thing? It's funny, I have to kind of remind myself a lot that, oh, they've never heard this song before, or, you know, they've never done this before. It's really fun to to expose them to, expose them to things that you love and cherish, you know, and you hope that, you know, they'll enjoy it as much as you do. Well, I mean, back two years ago, we made Christmas cookies. And I don't think Layla had ever done that before. Yeah, just and she simple was things like that. So excited. And yeah. I mean, you could just, you know, I have some pictures, you can just see this excitement and also, you know, not just to do something fun, but like I made something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I got to participate. Um I can be a little bit of controlling about things sometimes. <laughs> and um so like the first year we were decorating the tree was a little tough because Oh, and there's, I just saw a video about this of a parent like, no, don't, don't, can we spread out the ornaments, you know, but, you know, like, but this year I started to decorate and I was like, I really need to bring Layla into this. She really needs to be a part of this. Anthony, I had to distract with a toy, but, um, but he and grandma hung out and talked about Christmas. Nice. We have a little people nativity scene. Yeah. And so I said, you can play with this, but you have to talk to grandma about it. And they got into a whole mm-hmm. conversation yeah. about, oh, well, who was there and what animal is this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so. And after you and Layla had decorated the, the dining room, she was so proud. Daddy, come see it. Look what we did. Isn't it so pretty? <laughs> yes, it's very pretty. You did a great job. It's so sweet. And and there's all these times in the life for children when it's their first remembering 
a Christmas. Uh, I don't know if you have similar memories of looking back at your first Christmas as you remember, or some moment from Christmas that brings you back. And to have that opportunity for our kids, it's just, it's really magical and beautiful. Um, and and I'm, I'm excited for all the things that are happening for our, uh, our girls as well, because uh, Christmas lights, there's like loud exclamations from the backseat, look, every time we see <laughs> lights anywhere or a blow up or that sort of thing. But even like when we come into the church space and we see uh, what color are the pyramids? Oh, they're purple. Oh my goodness, they're purple. Like, you know, just excitement from my little girls about something in the church is purple. It's pretty cool. And then that means dad, pastor, gets to wear a purple stole, which is like next level cool. So, but there's all these things that, that, that the children help us to see in a different way, uh, in a powerful way. And so I'm, I'm just glad to hear those from y'all as well. So for the two of you, uh, what are you most excited about for this Christmas season? Now that the kids have lived with us for over two years and we know them better, right? We can, we could surprise them a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're, they're, you know, we, they, 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 uh, you know, they've shared what they'd like for Christmas, but we might think of some things now Mm -hmm. that we're like, oh, I bet they would love this or, Mm -hmm. you know. It's fun to, now that you know what they expect or what they're accustomed to, it's fun to sort of subvert their expectations, you know. Or maybe it's something they asked for four months ago, yeah. or they saw in a store, you know, a long time ago and forgot about. And like, oh, yeah, Daddy remembered. That's that's always fun. And we also, we have a tradition just throughout the year of movie night on Friday oh, nights, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We have pizza, we have movie night. And so we're like, well, it has to be Christmas movies now, right? So they have watched Home Alone for the first time <laughs> last year, and... I mean, just I have a video of just watching Anthony laughing at all of the antics. And so we're like, well, let's do it again. And I mean, they I mean, they just love it. Right. And then we did a Christmas story this past Uh, Christmas story. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've all week they've been saying, you'll shoot your eye. (laughs) We're a little behind. So I'm looking forward to actually decorating the tree. I know. We got our tree at the at the lot, the youth lot. We have to actually decorate it now. (laughs) Well, it's wonderful to hear of, of y'all's connections and things you're finding meaningful in Advent and how family, again, family and all of its shapes and sizes, uh, family by choice or adoption or birth, marriage, uh, in-laws, all that uh, is family. Um, and that's a huge part of our church here, but also I'm, I'm delighted to have y'all share some of that here on the podcast. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you. <laughs> and there's a lot of things happening, again, in the life of the church. There's all sorts of things for Christmas Eve. Uh, there is a service at 3 p.m. specifically geared towards children. Uh, there will be some kids acting out parts, which if you like children's costumes, you want to come see these. And uh, it's it's a long enough service to cover the topic at hand and short enough for those of us with little kids uh, to make it happen. It's participatory. It's exciting. It's fun. And so I hope you'll come check that out. Uh, that's uh, Christmas Eve. That's Sunday, December 24th. Uh, at 3 p.m. at the church. And we've also got our traditional 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. services with candlelight um, and a 5 p.m. modern service as well. We'll stream the both of the 5 o'clock services as well. But look forward to seeing you all there uh, and celebrating this holy and wonderful time uh, and all these parts of how family uh, makes Christmas Christmas. Uh, well, thanks for watching the podcast and listening here. Glad to have you with us. And thank you again to Sanders family for sharing your story uh, and your delightful kids and all of the things. Now I need to go home and watch Home Alone again. (laughs) So, all right, we'll see you in the next episode. Peace, y'all.